0: Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm resuming a series I did a while back, and I'll be finishing the series this weekend. Um, It is called Born Free and Equal, Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity, Sex Characteristics, International Human Rights Law, the second edition. So we left off last time, I believe it was on page... 32. So let's get going. States have an obligation to enact legislation that addresses homophobic and transphobic incitement to violence. In the case of Poland, the Human Rights Committee noted with concern a significant rise in manifestations of hate speech and intolerance directed at lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Queer questioning Allies Accomplices Two Spirit Pansexual Key Plus people and recommended that the authorities amend the penal code to define hate speech and hate crimes based on sexual orientation, or gender identity among the categories of punishable offenses and intensify awareness-raising activities aimed at the police force and wider public. So... I am so thankful for the... that I get to denounce LGBTQI plus hate crimes. I get to condemn LGBTQI plus hate crimes. Um, I get to threaten... Queerphobia for fun. I get to charge queer phobes with being bloodthirsty for people of gender and sexual diversity. I get to blame them. I'm rightfully accusing them, I'm correctly indicting them, and I'm correctly arraigning them. It says, in concluding observations on Norway, the Committee Against Torture urged the government to ensure that hate speech, including against LGBTQI persons, is systematically investigated, prosecuted, and the alleged perpetrators prosecuted. If found guilty, convicted, and sanctioned with penalties commiserate with the gravity of the offense. It says, Positive Practice, United Kingdom College of Police and Hate Crime Operational Guidance Manual. In 2014, the College of Policing of the United Kingdom released a set of guidelines for police officers responding to incidences of hate crime. The guidelines were intended to improve the overall quality of police responses and reduce underreporting by building public confidence in the capacity of the police force to respond to homophobic and transphobic hate crimes. The guidance covers legislation and case studies that reflect recent developments in law. Police I'm sorry it, The guidance covers legislation and case studies that reflect recent developments in law, policy and practice in the realm of hate crimes, including those committed against LGBTQI plus persons. The manual was produced in consultation with a range of stakeholders, including civil society organizations and the victims of hate crimes themselves with the objective of building trust between the police and the population groups targeted by hate crimes. So it makes me think about how fear can be murderous. Fear can be violent. Fear can be anti-scientific. Fear can be anti-academic scholarship. Fear can be without facts. Fear can be without proof. Fear can be without truth. Fear can be without data. Fear can be without research. Fear can be without writing. And fear can be without reading um, that's what I get out of that. Page 33. Asylum claims under Article 14A of the Universal Declaration for Human Rights. Everyone has the right to seek and to enjoy in other countries asylum from persecution. Signatory states to the 1951 Refugee Convention have a duty to provide safe refuge to LGBTQI plus individuals fleeing persecution including on grounds of actual or perceived sexual orientation gender identity or sex characteristics in addition all states are prohibited are prohibited from expelling returning or extraditing a person to another state where there are substantial grounds for believing that they would be in danger of being subjected to torture the special rapporteur on torture has affirmed that gender, sexual orientation on the ground should be taken into account in such determinations, and noted that gender non-conforming persons are particularly at risk of physical abuse and slash or imprisonment or institutionalization in unsafe conditions upon return to their country of origin. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, UNHCR, estimates that 37 states have granted asylum to individuals with a well-funded well-founded fear of persecution owing to perceived sexual orientation slash or gender identity. Asylum laws and policies should recognize persecution on account of one's actual or perceived sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, or sex characteristics as a valid basis for an asylum claim. And LGBTQ plus asylum seekers and refugees should be treated with respect. UNHCR has published detailed guidance for states on this issue. What does that all make me think? I think that the problem is many people are insecure in terms of inquisitiveness regarding their own sense of their personal lives. Um, gender is considered too complex for mo- for for queer phobes and sexuality is considered too intricate for queer phobes too but that means that they're experiencing under enlightenment in some cases in most cases they experience unenlightenment because the word light is also in the word enlightenment. Then it says, UNHCR has called on states and other actors and actresses to incorporate LGBTQA sensitive measures into their asylum determination practice, including sensitivity training for those involved in the decision-making process and guidelines on assessment procedures to ensure that claims are reviewed in an objective and sensitive manner, unhindered by stereotyping and cultural bias. In addition, the Committee on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women has recommended that states address the specific risk and particular needs of internally displaced and refugee women who are subjected to multiple intersecting forms of discrimination, including women belonging to sexual minorities. Um what are my thoughts on that? I think that um in many cases as a queer person myself as a pansexual person myself as an omnisexual person myself I have recognized that um I hate when people call gender and sexual diversity a lifestyle because it's a love style lifestyle implies i chose my gender identities which i did not lifestyle implies that i chose my sexual orientations which i did not um my queerness my pansexuality my omnisexuality are all natural normal Healthy and harmless, and they're all a part of my intrinsic essence. It's how I was birthed to be in this world. Just because I didn't know it at that time, that doesn't mean that the truths, those truths of mine, weren't there. How did I come to these conclusions? I sought trained professional help and I did honest self-reflection on all of my, all of my styles of intimacy that did not specifically always include just women. It included men too. It included, uh, it includes Non-binary persons and transgender persons too, and gender non-conforming persons as well. So, no matter what happens in my life, I was already going to be innately a member of LGBTQ+ community, unconditionally and permanently, no matter what. Conclusion In order to respect and protect the right to life and security of person guaranteed under international law, states must exercise due, due diligence to effectively investigate, prosecute, and punish perpetrators responsible for violence against LGBTQI persons and enact hate crime laws that protect individuals from violence on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, sex characteristics, as well as provide redress to victims. Effective systems should be established for recording and reporting hate motivated acts of violence. While providing for the security of those reporting, states must also take steps to combat incitement to violence against LGBTQI people, including through adopting appropriate laws and non legal measures and holding to account those who incite violence. Law enforcement personnel and judges should be trained in gender sensitive approaches to addressing violations against LGBTQI persons states should establish comprehensive policies to prevent and address violence on the basis of sexual orientation gender identity and sex characteristics in schools and other education settings including through training teachers and other staff and providing access to accurate and non-judgmental information on these issues asylum laws and policies should recognize that pros- that persecution on account of one's actual perceived sexual orientation gender identity and sex characteristics may be a valid basis for an asylum claim ensure that no one f- fleeing persecution is returned to a territory where their lives l i v s or freedoms would be threatened eliminating intrusive inappropriate questioning sensitive officials i want to pause right here and say that um, i'm not forcing anything on anybody i don't try to make anyone a drag king even though I support drag kings. I don't try to make anyone drag queens, even though I support drag queens. I don't try to make anyone pride parades, even though I support pride parades. I don't try to make anyone rainbow flags, even though I support rainbow flags. I don't try to force anyone into LGBTQ plus social movements, even though I'm a member of LGBTQ plus social movements. I don't try to make anyone go to drag shows, even though I support drag shows. Um, I don't try to make anyone live in gay villages and gay hoods, even though I enjoy gay villages and gay Um I don't try to make anyone be a part of the gay games, Southern decadence and the National LGBTQI wall of honor, even though I support gay games, the Southern Decadence and the National LGBTQI plus wall of honor. Um, I want to say that cartoons don't make anyone gay. Cartoons don't make anyone transgender. The food that we eat doesn't doesn't make anyone gay. And the food that we eat doesn't make anyone transgender. Cartoons don't make anybody effeminate and the foods that we eat don't make any, don't make us, any of us effeminate. Um, I want to, I dare say that rape makes no one gay. Rape makes no one transgender. A rough childhood doesn't make anyone gay. Physical abuse doesn't make anyone gay. A rough childhood doesn't make anyone transgender. And physical abuse doesn't make anyone transgender. I want to say this on record. I feel that many people, the reason why they have so many people have an issue with people in LGBTQI plus is because us LGBTQI plus people, we enjoy our gender identity, sexuality, something that many straight people don't feel comfortable with. There is a high straight divorce rate. There is no high gay divorce rate. There is a high cisgender divorce rate. There is no high transgender divorce rate. So I recognize that LGBTQI plus people were better at marriage than cis hetero people. And the reason why it is is because We've had to fight for our rights and we still are. Wow, cis hetero people take their rights for granted. They take their romance for granted. We do not. And so I've also had to learn that um, a lot of people would say, kids are being exposed too young to drag shows. Um, I see it differently. And the reason why I see it differently is because drag performers I support drag performers. I support drag performances. I'm not forcing both on anyone though. I support drag clothing. I don't force drag clothing on anyone I do see that many people overlook and gloss over the fact that drag performers are adults and drag performers are age-appropriate people emotionally appropriate people psychologically appropriate people family-friendly people I'm talking about whenever they're around children whenever they interact with children they watch their mouths around children they keep grown folk business away from children they don't tell children things that their minds truly innocently can't comprehend they don't try to have kids grow up too fast and they're good at keeping kids from growing up too fast um they force nothing on children i've known people who are drag performers my whole life because i interacted with people and whenever i saw drag performers around children always respectful made sure that the parents were involved in anything and everything in terms of their dialogues with children. And they were not afraid to ask for permission for parents in terms of what's okay to talk about, what's not okay to talk about. And they were always sensitized to what kids should be exposed to, what kids should never be exposed to. Like, they did not force PG-13, rated R, NC-17, T V MA movies and television shows on children. They never they never did that and that's something they would never do. They don't force rated X and X eighteen plus on children at all. That is a that is a no no for them. Um they don't tell kids you have to be like us. They also don't tell kids, you don't have to be like us. They don't tell kids any of those things. They tell kids to be true to themselves and not to give in to peer pressure and not to engage in reckless conduct to fit in. That's what they do tell children. It's a good thing to tell the kids. And I do think that even drag performers are very sensitive to the timing of when to start telling children about gender, sexual diversity. They don't give kids the too young experience. Um, That's why drag performers tend to um, collaborate with parents on the importance of intellectual maturity regarding gender and sexual diversity and just all the other subjects in general. So drag performers are not the boogeyman. They're not boogie women, they're not boogie people. Um, I say people because non-binary trans, transgender people exist. So I say people as a way of acknowledging gender non-conforming persons. And uh, drag performers tend not to drink around children, meaning alcohol. They tend not to smoke around children. That could be tobacco or marijuana. Um, They just don't. They keep that away from the kids. Um, They don't try to tell kids what their religious views should and should not be. They don't try to tell kids what their politics should and should not be. And they also don't tell kids what to think and what not to think. They don't brainwash, they're not cult followers, and they're not cult leaders. They don't even have a cult of personality. So... Let us continue. Prevent torture and cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment or punishment. States have an obligation under international law to protect all individuals, including LGBTQ people, from torture and other cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. This includes the obligation to prohibit torture and other forms of ill-treatment and to provide redress for such acts. The failure to investigate and bring to justice perpetrators of torture in it is itself a breach of international human rights law. These rights are guaranteed by various international human rights instruments, including the non-exhaustive list below. The absolute prohibition of torture and other acts of cruel, inhuman, or degrading, or degrading treatment or punishment is binding on all states as a peremptory norm of international law. Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Article 5 No one shall be subjected to torture, to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, Article 7 No one shall be subjected to torture, to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. In particular, no one shall be subjected without their free consent to medical or scientific experimentation. Convention Against Torture, Article 1, parentheses 1. For the purposes of this convention, the term torture means any act by which severe pain or suffering, whether physical or mental, is intentionally inflicted on a person for such purposes as obtaining from them or third person information or confession, punishing them for an act they or a third person has committed or suspected of having committed or intended and coercing them or a third person or for any reason based on discrimination of any kind. When such pain or suffering is inflicted by or at the instigation of or with the consent or acquiescence of a public official or other person acting in an official capacity, it does not include pain or suffering arising only from inherent in or incidental to law sanctions. Article 2, parentheses 1. Each state party shall take effective legislative, administrative, judicial, other measures to prevent acts of torture in any territory, under its jurisdiction. And then it says, um, this is what I say, actually. Um, Same-sex marriage is beautiful in my view. Same-sex relationships are beautiful in my view. I am thankful that LGBT plus friendly people exists I am thankful for places, policies, people, and institutions that are open, affirming, welcoming, and inclusive to LGBTQ people such as myself. And I must say that um I am so glad that transgender bathrooms exist. I'm thankful for unisex bathrooms. I. I am thankful for. for transgender rights I support gender affirming care I do I support transgender competitions in athletics I I don't believe that there's an unfair advantage some people say biologically doesn't a person who was born one way and then they're then they become a man or a woman don't they have a don't they could they win over all of that is ignorance because my community queer people we're not trying to hijack anyone's lived experiences because we hate that being done to us because a lot of people do that to us um, we want to win fair and square, we're not into plagiarism, we're not into any kind of dishonesty we hate scandalous behavior of all kinds we are into um, work ethic we have the same work ethic that cis-hetero people do so When people say that, that's vilifying us, that's demonizing us, that's demoralizing us, that's degrading us, that's decimating us, that's dehumanizing us too. Now we're on page 37. Convention on the Rights of the Child, Article 37, parentheses A. No child shall be subjected to torture other cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. Neither capital punishment nor life imprisonment without possibility of release shall be imposed for offenses committed by persons below 18 years of age. That all makes perfect sense to me. Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities Article 15, 1. No one shall be subjected to torture, to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. In particular, no one shall be subjected without their free consent to medical and scientific experimentations. Two, state parties shall take all effective legislative, administrative, judicial, or other measures to prevent persons with disabilities on an equal basis with others from being subjected to torture, or cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. Um, as you know... I, I am thankful that there are people who are fighting to obliterate ableism and who are fighting to obliterate disability discrimination. Um, because we deal with intersectionality too. We're more than just LGBTQI plus, we could also be LGBTQI+ with disabilities, LGBTQI+ in being black, LGBTQI+, and and being from all kinds of socioeconomic backgrounds too um then it says a positions taken by united nations human rights mechanisms the committee against torture the special repertoire on torture and other human rights bodies and mechanisms have documented substantial evidence of abuse and mistreatment of LGBT individuals in police stations, prisons, military, juvenile, and migration detention facilities and other places of detention, as well as in hospitals and other medical settings. The Committee Against Torture has highlighted that individuals may be subject to violations of the Convention on the basis of their actual or perceived nonconformity with socially determined gender roles. Special Repertoire on Torture has emphasized that states fail in their duty to prevent torture and ill-treatment whenever their laws, policies, or practices perpetuate harmful gender stereotypes in a manner that enables or authorizes explicitly or implicitly prohibited acts to be performed with impunity. States are also complicit in violence against LGBTQI plus persons whenever they create and implement discriminatory laws and practices that trap them in abusive circumstances or foster a climate in which such violence by both state and non-state actors and actresses are condoned and met with impunity, or where LGBTQI victims are dehumanized, which is also a necessary condition for torture and ill-treatment to take place. Under international law, states have the obligation to prohibit, prevent, and provide redress for torture and ill-treatment in all contexts of state custody or control, investigate such acts, and bring perpetrators to justice. The prohibition of torture is absolute non derogable and, cons- and constitutes just coggins a preemptory norm of international law that is binding on all states. And then you have B arrest and detention. A joint report of the Association for the Prevention of Torture and Penal Reform in- International. Identified eight risk factors and situations for human rights abuse of LGBT+ plus persons in detention: targeted arrest and violence in police custody, abusive interrogations, allocation of transgender detainees, humiliating and abusive body searches, violence from fellow inmates, abuse by prison personnel, isolation, solitary confinement as an alleged protective measure, and discrimination in assessing services and benefits. Physical. And sexual violence. I'll give you my thoughts after I finish this paragraph. United Nations human rights mechanisms have repeatedly raised serious concerns about sexual, physical, and psychological abuse of LGBT+ court plus persons in detention, and is often motivated by discrimination, including by law enforcement authorities, prison staff, immigration staff, and other detainees. Sexual violence may constitute torture when it is carried out by or at the instigation of, or with the consent or acquiescence of, public officials. For example, a group of United Nations experts condemned the abduction and arbitrary detention of men perceived to be gay in Chechnya, Russian Federation, with reports of local militia and local security forces subjecting them to torture, including with electric shocks, beatings, insults, and humiliations. So how does this make me feel? It makes me feel irritability, aggravation, agitation, annoyance. I feel grouchy, I feel grumpy, I feel cross patch. I feel exasperation and I feel frustration. It says, in its concluding observation in the United States of America, the Committee Against Torture expressed concern about law enforcement officials' brutality and use of excessive force, including against persons of different sexual orientations, as well as assaults by fellow detainees and a lack of adequate investigations. The committee recommended that the state ensure its law enforcement personnel are independently, promptly, and thoroughly investigating that perpetrators are prosecuted and appropriately punished. Special rapporteurs have regularly reported allegations of mistreatment of LGBTQ plus detainees at the hands of police, prison and other officials. Examples include reports of menace, in Nepal being beaten by police who allegedly demanded money and sex, a lesbian couple in Brazil being beaten at a police station, verbally abused and forced to perform oral sex, and a human rights defender in Uzbekistan charged with homosexuality being beaten and threatened with rape by police. In a communication with the United States in 2013, the Special Rapporteur tar- on Torture expressed concern that immigration detention facility staff subjected 16 gay and transgender individuals to solitary confinement, torture, and ill treatment, including sexual assault. The Subcommittee on Prevention of Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman, or Degrading Treatment or Punishment has reported that transgender detainees were beaten and forced to enact sex scenes in front of fellow inmates practices that are often sponsored by guards who charge for viewings trans detainees were also required to shower in the presence of persons of the opposite gender were patted down by officers of the opposite gender and groped with the sole purpose of determining the nature of their genitalia the subcommittee noted the deaths of transgender women in custody, including an occurrence of death after anal rape with a club. The special repertoire on violence against women has expressed concern about female prisoners who guards view as quote unquote masculine in appearance, being subjected to harassment, physical abuse and forced feminization, torture and ill treatment of persons on the basis of actual perceived sexual orientation or gender identity has also been documented in armed conflict and perpetrated by state and non-state actors and actors alike, with rape and other forms of sexual violence sometimes being carried out to terrorize LGBTQI persons and violently enforce societal gender norms. For example, the Independent International Commission of Inquiry on the Syrian Arab Republic reported that men were tortured and raped on the grounds of their sexual orientation at government checkpoints and six gay men were beaten viciously with electric cables by security agents and threatened with rape. Anal examinations, are a practice of objecting cisgender men and transgender women who are arrested on homosexuality related charges to anal examinations that are intended to obtain physical evidence for pers- preferred prosecution has been condemned by the Committee Against Torture, the Working Group on Arbitrary Detention, and the Special Rapporteur on Torture who has also criticized it as medically worthless. The Special Rapporteur on Torture has described such invasive forensic examinations as being intrusive and degrading with the potential to amount to torture or ill treatment. The Working Group on Arbitrary Detention has stated that forced anal examinations contravene the prohibition of torture other cruel, inhumane, integrating treatment. How does all this make me feel? It makes me feel rage, anger, outrage, fury, wrath, hostility, ferocity, bitterness, hatred, scorn, spite, vengefulness, dislike, resentment, disgust, revulsion, contempt, loathing, envy, jealousy, torment, and torture. That's how all that makes me feel. Then it says, because now we're on page 42. Solitary confinement. The special repertoire on torture has highlighted that the placement of LGBTQ plus people in solitary confinement or administrative segregation for protection can constitute an infringement on the prohibition of torture and ill treatment, and that although segregation of such individuals may be necessary for their safety, LGBTQI Plus status does not justify limitations on their social regime. Examples, access to recreation, regimen is the right word, not regime, regimen. Example, access to recreation, reading materials, legal counsel, medical doctors. The revised United Nations standard minimum rules for the treatment of prisoners, the Mandela Rule, stress that indefinite and prolonged solitary confinement must be prohibited. And that solitary confinement shall only be used in exceptional cases as a last resort for as short a time as possible. Authorities have responsibility to take reasonable measures to prevent and combat violence against LGBTQ plus detainees by other detainees without subjecting them to solitary confinement or other restrictions. Respecting the identity of transgender persons in detention. Transgender prisoners specifically face unique and particularly harsh circumstances in prison systems, including lack of respect for gender identity when being placed, administrative segregation, barriers to the accessibility of hormone treatment, and higher instances of abuse and discriminatory treatment. The Mandela Rules specify that the identity and self-perceived gender of prisoners should be respected in the prisoner file management system. All transgender detainees, regardless of whether they have changed gender on legal documents or undergone surgery should be treated on the base basis of their self-identified gender including in the context of placement, dress and appearance, access to health services, search and other procedures and decisions on allocation should be made on a case-by-case basis and in consultation with the detainee. The special repertoire on extrajudicial summary or arbitrary executions has called on states to ensure that Judicial and prison authorities when deciding allocation of transgender person to either a male or female prison do so in consultation with the prisoner concerned and on a case-by-case basis. Safety considerations and the wishes of the individual must be paramount. The special repertoire has also drawn attention to the denial of life saving medical treatment and access to essential services for transgender women in detention, sometimes with fatal consequences. how this all makes me feel in terms of my community how I'm, we're being treated it makes me feel suffering agony anguish and hurt and by the way i support gender reassignment surgery and sex reassignment surgery and it says monitor monitoring and oversight fear for reprisals, and a lack of trust in complaints mechanisms frequently prevent LGBTQ persons in custody from reporting abuses. In some prison systems, complaints by LGBTQ persons about sexual abuse and rape are less likely to receive a response from prison administrations leading to impunity and continued abuse. The Special Repertoire on Torture has called on states to ensure that all places of detention are subjected to effective oversight. And inspection and in unannounced visits by independent bodies established in conformity with the optional protocol to the Convention Against Torture as well as by civil society monitors ensured that inclusion of LGBTQ persons and other minority representational monitoring bodies. The Committee Against Tortures recommended training and awareness programs for police officers, border guards, and prison personnel to prevent abuse of LGBTQI people positive practice nepal Nepalese national human rights commission monitoring of detention facilities in prisons the national human rights commission nhrc of nepal has a mandate that enables it to freely monitor alleged human rights abuses and conduct independent investigations the commission can visit any prison detention center or government institution and make recommendations for conditions to be brought in line with international human rights standards in this capacity, the NHRC has identified a number of human rights violations experienced by LGBTQ plus people in police custody and detention, including cases of LGBTQ individuals arrested on allegations of being involved in sex work. The commission has received complaints relating to illegal detention, discrimination, ill treatment amounting to torture of LGBTQ persons at the hands of staff who run detention facilities. In response to one such complaint, the Commission issued an order to the Nepal. Nepal police to investigate and prosecute security security personnel involved in a serious case involved in a serious case of torture and human and degrading treatment how does our mistreatment make me feel Makes me feel sadness, depression, despair, gloom, glumness, unhappiness, grief, sorrow, woe, misery, and melancholy. Medical, medical settings. United Nations Human Rights Mechanism and Agencies have increasingly drawn attention to the treatment of LGBTQ plus persons in medical and related settings, including so-called conversion therapy, which I hate... Forced and otherwise involuntary treatment. I hate all of this. Including sterilization and coerced gender reassignment interventions. I hate all of that. As well as medically unnecessary interventions performed on intersex children without informed consent by the affected person. I hate all that. I hate forced everything. Like, I hate genital mutilation. I hate forced upon. General modification. Most people in the sex work world are cis hetero people. There's more cis hetero people in the world than LGBTQ plus people like me in the world. So there's more of them in all industries, including the sex industry, than LGBTQ plus people like myself. I don't believe in the ex-gay movement. I, I know in my heart that people suppress and repress the gender and sexual diversity aspect of humanity. Science is on the side of people like me. Science has not proven that anyone's sexual orientation can be changed. Science has not proved anyone's gender identity can be changed. You are what you are. We just have to stop censoring ourselves to appease and please haters, detractors and naysayers. It says the failure by states to take effective steps to prevent third parties from carrying out such practices is a violation of the obligation to protect human rights. As noted by the Special Repertoire on Torture, medical care that causes severe suffering for no justifiable reason can be considered cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. And if there is state involvement and specific intent, it is torture. Surgery and other interventions on intersex children and adults. Many intersex children born with bodies that differ from normative definitions of female or male, are subjected to medically unnecessary surgery and other interventions performed without their informed consent and attempt to force their physical appearance to align with binary sex stereotypes. Such procedures are typically irreversible and can cause severe long-term physical and psychological suffering. Affecting children's rights to physical integrity to health, privacy, and autonomy may constitute torture or ill-treatment. United Nations and regional human rights experts, including the Committee on the Rights of the Child, the Committee Against Torture, the Subcommittee on Prevention of Torture, and the Special Rapporteur on Torture have indicated that states must urgently prohibit medically necessary surgery and procedures on intersex children. United Nations human rights experts have called on states to uphold the autonomy of intersex adults and children and their rights to health, to physical, and mental integrity, to live free from violence and harmful practices, and to be free from torture and ill treatment. Intersex children and adults should be the only ones who decide whether they wish to modify the appearance of their own bodies in the case of children when they are old or mature enough to make an informed decision for themselves. States should ensure that intersex people have access to psychosocial and peer support as well as to medical services that respond to their specific health needs and that are based on non-discrimination, informed consent, respect for their fundamental rights. In addition, states should educate medical and psychological professionals about bodily diversity, and intersex traits, as well as about the consequences of unnecessary surgical and other medical interventions on intersex children and adults. Positive practices. In 2015, Malta adopted law prohibiting surgery medical interventions on the sex characteristics of minors without their consent, in particular when driven by social factors being the first state in the world to protect the rights of intersex children to bodily toxic to bodily integrity in this way. A court in Germany has awarded damages to an intersex person whose reproductive organs were removed by a surgeon without consent or prior notification. So how do the injustices that happen to my community makes me feel makes me feel shame, guilt, regret, remorse disappointment, dismay, displeasure all because I know we did nothing wrong I'm just highlighting the fact that we're made to feel like we've done something wrong even though we're clearly innocent people by the way I support intersex rights I hate sodomy And it says, forced and otherwise involuntary sterilization treatment of transgender people. Transgender people are often faced or course to undergo sterilization, gender reassignment surgery, and other medical procedures in the medical cert- certification in violation of international human rights standards, including as abusive requirements for recognition of gender identity. The special repertoire on torture has indicated that such practices are, are unlawful, noting that not only does enforced surgery result in permanent sterility and irreversible changes to the body, and interfering family reproductive life. It also amounts to a severe and irreversible intrusion to a person's physical integrity. United Nations human rights mechanisms have affirmed the right to legal recognition of gender identity modification of gender markers on official documents without requirements of psychological assessment, diagnosis, surgery, sterilization. You also. Um, Chapter 4. In a 2014 review of Belgium, for example, the Committee on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women called on the authorities to abolish the requirements for a psychiatric assessment, sterilization, and surgery for transgender women who wish to obtain legal recognition of their gender. State should respect the physical and psychological integrity of transgender persons by removing all requirements of sterilization for surgery and treatment, medical diagnosis, or, cert- or certification from laws, policies and regulations relating to legal gender recognition, reformed outdated medical classifications regarding transgender identity. See chapter four. Ensure accountability for such practices and remedy for uh, victims. I'm gonna finish the rest of this tomorrow. Um, I have what it takes. I'm gonna do it. I have the time. So, how do I feel about myself? Well, I'm gonna be honest here. I and I'm gonna be real honest. Here we go. I enjoy women's feet, women's eyes, women's armpits, women's backs, women's dorsums, women's breasts, women's buttocks, women's noses, women's hairs, women's navels, women's belly buttons, women's bellies, women's stomachs, women's hands, women's legs, women's lips, women's cheeks, and women's dimples. I enjoy men's feet, men's eyes, men's armpits, men's backs, men's dors- men's dorsums, men's chests, men's buttocks, men's noses, men's hairs, men's navels, men's belly buttons, men's bellies, men's stomachs, men's hands, men's legs, men's lips, men's cheeks, and men's navels. I enjoy the feet The eyes, the armpits, the backs, the chest, the buttocks, the noses, the hairs, the navels, the belly buttons, the bellies, the stomachs, the hands, the legs, the lips, the facial cheeks, and the dimples of non-binary adults, gender non-conforming adults, and transgender adults. I enjoy penises, I enjoy testicles, I enjoy vulvas, I enjoy vaginas, I enjoy clitorises and i enjoy the genitalia of transgender adults non-binary adults and gender non-conforming adults in other words I enjoy the cells, the genomes, the tissues, the organs, the hearts, the gallbladder, the circulatory system, the digestive systems, the endocrine systems, the immune systems, the integumentary systems, the lymphatic systems, the musculoskeletal systems, nervous systems, the reproductive systems, the respiratory systems, the urinary systems. The physiology, the development, the anatomies of men, women, gender non-conforming adults, non-binary adults, and transgender adults. So, I enjoy the excretory system, digestive system, cardiovascular systems, and renal systems, and skeletal systems and all the organ systems in the human bodies of men and women, gender non-conforming adults, transgender adults, and non-binary adults. I enjoy healthy muscle worship. I enjoy healthy boot worship. I enjoy healthy body worship as an LGBT co plus person. I love men's pecs, and there's some men that have breasts, and I enjoy those, by the way. And I no longer feel neglect, alienation, defeatism, dejection, embarrassment, homesickness, humiliation, insecurity, insult, isolation, loneliness, rejection, sympathy, Pity, mononoware, sympathy, horror, alarm, shock, fear, fright, horror, terror, panic, hysteria, modification, nervousness, anxiety, suspense, uneasiness, apprehension, worry, distress, and dread about being a member of the LGBTQI community anymore. I am grateful and humbled to be a member of the LGBTQI beloved community.